Hello, and welcome to Crafty Hands Club Magazine Podcast. I'm your host, Carice Jefferson. This podcast is for crafters of all ages and walks of life who love connecting with other crafters, making crafts a lifestyle, or ready to turn their crafts into a profitable side business. Tune in weekly for honest conversations and interviews about industry news, trends, lifestyle, and business. Hey, Craft Cuties. Welcome to another episode of Crafty Hands Club Magazine Podcast. Today, I'm going to talk about the dangers of taking shortcuts in your business. In the meantime, don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook, handle Crafty Hands Club Mag. Also, be sure to use hashtag CHC Podcast when sharing screenshots of today's episode. Let's get right into it. Starting a business is more than having the startup money. It's more than throwing up a website. It is definitely more than saying that you are officially in business. When you start a business, it comes with a great responsibility. And there are things happening all the time. In the business world, when you enter it, you'll soon discover that it's a lot of moving pieces. And if you don't pay any attention, and I mean that like having your head in the clouds, turning a closed eye, living in oblivion, you'll be out of business before you know it. The least little thing can definitely put you out of business. Now, If you do a Google search or you go on group pages, the most asked question from those who aspire to go into entrepreneurship is, can I start a business with no money? Or they might say, can I start a business for cheap? Now, if you've been listening to previous episodes of this podcast, you know that I always say it takes capital to get started. And depending on where you reside and what your business needs, your startup amount might be less than someone who lives in another state. Not only does it take money to start a business, but it takes even more money to keep a business running. As I stated earlier, business when it comes to that something always needs to be done things come up unexpectedly and you definitely need to be prepared now let me get into the dangerous shortcuts that are often taken by crafters when they decide to turn their hobby into a side business or full-time business the number one dangerous shortcut, and this one is very dangerous, is not having any business insurance. Now, when it comes to insurance, we all need it, whether it's for our health, our cars, our home, life, business. Unfortunately, very few people get insurance. (laughs) They know they need it, but don't get it. Here's why business insurance is essential. We live in a society where 
there are lawsuits all the time. People sue over the least little thing. And you have people out here that are money hungry, that think every business have all the money in the world, that think all business owners are pulling in six and seven figures. And they look for ways to get money from you. So you need business insurance for that reason alone. You have people that know that their kids are not supposed to put things in their mouth, not supposed to swallow, not supposed to smell products or might have an allergic reaction to the product that you sell. And they'll let their kids play in it, use it anyway, because they know, number one, there's no label disclaimer. There's nothing to state keep out of reach of children. So they go ahead and do it and then they file a lawsuit. And also you want to have business insurance, whether you are home-based or you have a physical space. But most of the time, craft businesses are home-based businesses because you sell products online. The reason why you want to have business insurance, especially when you sell online, people hack computers all the time websites all the time. So you definitely need insurance to cover online activity because once you post products online to sell and people give over their credit card information, you do have a responsibility to protect that information. You also want to have business insurance because let's say something happens, a fire breakout, a car running to your living quarters, water damage, someone breaks in, and you have all of your equipment, your machinery to make products, your supplies, your materials, your packaging, your postage, all of that is in one place. But guess what? It's damaged. It's damaged or it got stolen. And how are you going to replace it? Yeah, you can start all over again, but that's going to take some time. So you need insurance in place in case something happens, which is the purpose of insurance. You rather have it and don't need it than to need the insurance and you don't have it. And the premiums per month, it's best to pay that monthly fee rather than don't have any insurance and then you're going to pay a whole lot later on in the long run. So that's a number one shortcut that people don't take serious when doing business. And as a disclaimer, I'm not in the legal industry. I'm not advising you on what type of insurance to get. I'm not giving legal advice. I'm just stating what happens when you don't have insurance versus what happens when you do have it. And speaking of that, when you have insurance, you are protected. Something happens, you can call and report the incident. You'll be given the funds to rebuild what's lost. Number two, not putting disclaimers in your packaging. So for whatever products that you sell or make, if it has hazardous materials, if it's danger for kids, if it's not for kids, if it's not for certain skin types, there 
is something that needs to be stated on the packaging pertaining to the product that you sell. Because if you don't have that and something happens to one of your customers and they decide to file a lawsuit, then they have a leg to stand on because they say there was no disclaimers. If you are at a point where you've been selling items for a while and you want to start having disclaimers, meet with an attorney and ask them what's the best way to work this or how should I go about doing this? Yes, it's going to cost you in legal fees, but you rather pay versus paying a lot in the lawsuit. That goes into number three, the third dangerous shortcut, not putting warnings in the product description. There's a lot of people that sell crafts that don't have a website. Whether you have a website or you sell through Etsy, Ravelry, other platforms, in your product description, you need to have disclaimers. You need to state what kind of material is used. Is it for a certain age group? Does it affect sensitive skin? That also needs to be put in your product description because, again, Someone goes to your website or goes to Etsy, look at your page, order it. No, they're not supposed to have it, but they'll order it because they know, hmm, she don't have a disclaimer. She didn't mention this in the product description. And then when they go and file a suit and they reference back, you don't have much of a leg to stand on. So you want to put things in writing. You want to spell it out. You want to put it in a language in its most simplest terms. Last but not least is copyright infringement. And this one is a huge, huge, huge problem. I cannot tell you how many times I have seen in a lot of craft groups, even on people's pages where they're selling their products and they have logos, slogans, names of existing businesses that have that stuff protected underneath trademark and copyright law. It is unethical and it is a legal problem when you do that without obtaining permission to do so. At that point, the company whose logo or slogan or whatever it is that you're using they will send you a cease and desist letter asking you to remove that from your website or your social media pages. If you choose to ignore that, they will go ahead and take legal action against you. And you do not want to have that because once you are being taken to court for infringement, that's bad on any future endeavors that you have. People look at you as a copycat or, you know, stealing. So stop stealing other people's stuff. If you are not sure if something is trademarked or registered as a trademark, it's your job to look that up. It's your job to see if you can use that. That's the same way with using photos from other people's websites, if you don't have permission to use that, 
don't use it. Please don't don't do that. And if you do come across an image and you can use it, give the people credit. Give them credit. Don't just take it and then pass it off as your own design. So that is something that I really wanted to touch on in this podcast episode because when you're starting out, the big companies may not pay you all that much attention, but don't underestimate that because you never know when you might get a cease and desist letter. And can't get mad because companies have their own brand, their image, and all of that to protect. And it took them years to build the brand that customers know them by. So to just take their stuff and utilize it without asking for permission, that's just not good practice. And you have to think about if you were a well-known business that has a national brand, would you want people taking and using your stuff for free and not even so much as asking you? So those are just a couple of examples of dangerous shortcuts that can really hurt your business on the financial end, from a legal standpoint, from an ethical standpoint. If you enjoyed today's episode, go ahead and share on social media, tag Crafty Hands Club Mag using the hashtag CHC Podcast. If you have any comments or questions about this episode, feel free to send an email info at craftyhandsclub.com. Hopefully you enjoyed today's episode and you learned a couple things about not being on top of things when you are in business and how it can set you back tremendously. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. See you next time.